Merry Christmas to you. I hope that you're having a wonderful, wonderful holiday season uh, wherever in the world you are and whatever it is that you're, uh, that you're doing. Now, uh, Rachel and I were going to record an episode ahead of time and put it out uh, with a very special guest, a special guest that has never been on a podcast with, uh, with either one of us, but we were having some issues with, <laughs> with, the, uh, with the app. Uh, when we were trying to do it, so we weren't able to get that together. Uh, unfortunately, we will have this guest on at some point, hopefully very soon, and hopefully we will be back to our normal recording schedule uh, this time next week. But what I wanted to do, I'm going to go ahead and put out the New Year's 2019 episode, uh, basically because when we do our next episode, it's going to be for New Year 2020. So you're going to be able to go, before we go forward, you're going to be able to go back a little bit and then uh, just kind of go from one episode to the next. We're going to, we're going to do the bookend of 2019 uh, in back-to-back weeks here. So uh, if you have not heard this, this episode before, which I know a lot of times when you guys come to the podcast, you don't always go back and listen to everything, which believe me, I totally get it. But uh, this, this will be a new episode to you. As always, if you have any comments, questions, feedback, any of that stuff, you can always DM me on Instagram. I'm at Your Level Fitness, and Rach is at Euphoria of Sunshine. Have a wonderful day. Good evening. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. How uh, how was it? Did you have a good day? Uh, my New Year's. Yes. Uh, I, it was um kind of yawn worthy to be honest. I well, was meant to go out for cocktails with a friend, but she bailed at the last minute, and I sort of had left it too late to make any other plans. So. I ended up curled up on the couch watching Netflix and eating my weight in um <laughs> stuffed olives. So- <laughs> I I really thought that was going to go a number of different directions but stuffed <laughs> olives was not one of them. Um but I I got to tell you at at our age, that sounds like a fantastic New Year's. That's pretty much what we did. I I think if you're not doing it alone, it's all right. Like if yeah. if I'd had company, but I I mean I did have company. It's just that they were furry. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I had I had the pugs who um, were terrified. So my local area does nine o'clock fireworks and midnight fireworks, and my dogs were terrified. At nine o'clock and midnight, and then then made me feel guilty because I haven't actually been home with them for about the last nine years. <laughs> so, poor Molly has probably been that scared every every year, and I've just sort of let let her be on her own. So at least I got well, an A for Pug Mama. You did. You got a Pug Mama A. Now I'm I'm curious with the fireworks. So is it they can does does the town shoot off the fireworks or is it hey if you're shooting off your own fireworks you can do it at nine or, or midnight uh what happens if somebody shoots off fireworks outside of that those time periods oh okay so so the ones at nine and 12 are organized by the local council so they are the town city okay. council um okay. so yeah it's a city within so so i always tell people that i'm from sydney and technically i am from sydney 
but I live in a suburb that's in a different city within a city. So, um, yeah, S- Sydney is the metropolitan okay. area. And mm-hmm. then my suburb is located in a city that is part of the city of Sydney. So um, our local council does 9 o'clock and 12 o'clock fireworks. Fireworks are actually legal mm-hmm. in in my state. Mm-hmm. Um, the The nation's capital is... I think the only place where you can legally buy and set off fireworks now, um, too many injuries. And plus uh, it's the middle of summer. So it's a fire hazard. It's a bushfire hazard. Which is, which is interesting because here um, I, I actually, it, it would be, it would be nice if the fireworks were done by the town. Um, but you'll have there people shoot off fireworks at, at all I, I mean well pretty much with last night it was right at new year's but then um it's funny you mentioned that with it being summer and and uh the fires because i mean we have our fourth of Ju- our independence day here is fourth of july which is which is our summer and uh it's interesting because we live in a residential neighborhood and it's it's like okay you've got you talk about all the injuries you've got all these people shooting all these things off and in a, a pretty close confined area it's I'm surprised there haven't been more injuries, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's kind of wide open with the fireworks over here. So. <laughs> Which I How was your New Year's? What did you do? What did we do? Um, well, we, I, uh, we, we got back from our little vacation where we got to spend some time with the in-laws. We actually got in, uh, we, we, our, our plane got in, I want to say about seven o'clock and we, um, went to this airport that was a couple hours away because the tickets were going to be a little bit cheaper. Um, so, but by the time we got home, it was actually 10 o'clock at night. So uh, pretty much right up until new year's, it was the excitement of going through mail and unpacking suitcases and starting to do laundry. So if anyone had a less eventful new year's than you, it would have been us as a household. So. Well, yeah. Cause yours didn't involve olives. So, <laughs> No, it didn't. It did not involve olives. Um, it did involve, let's see, my, my wife got, um, we, for our holiday, my aunt and uncle, we went to this distillery tour and she bought some vanilla vodka that had been, I hadn't opened it in two weeks since we've been. So she cracked that open a little bit uh, before New Year's. So she was having a good time, but uh but yeah, we just, it, it was really uneventful. It was, it was nice though. Um, everybody stayed up for, for um, the midnight ball drop celebration thing. And then um, pretty much everybody was in bed by one o'clock and it's yeah. six o'clock now. So. Oh, wow. I, uh, oh, wow. As I take a, as I take a drink from my coffee. So. That's okay. I've, <laughs> I've got a coffee here too. I um I, I did that deliberately because I thought I, I haven't ever done a podcast with you where I haven't had a cup of coffee with me. And I mean, it, it's, it's been 40 degrees or 40 plus degrees here for the last four or five days. So that's well over a hundred. So I think like yeah. 104 yeah. and, um, and I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> it keeps hot cool coffee. It, yeah. It's a hot coffee. Oh, it keeps me cool. It helps me think. Um, I was in bed by quarter past 12. Got it. Um, and I was, I sort of, once I realized that I wasn't going anywhere last night, I had a really long shower. I did, you know, did all those things that take time. I washed my hair. I did all that sort of stuff. 
And then I sent my message saying, Happy New Year. (laughs) Right? Yes. (laughs) And then I I sent you one of those on Snap, didn't I? Oh, crap. I think I forgot. I have not. Here's I have not been on Snapchat for probably a week. Bad, I know. Okay. Uh, so, So if I sent it to you. Happy New Year. Yeah. If I forgot to send it to you, Daryl, obviously you sent you sent me. I I did get a message from you on Instagram. That's better. That's that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Snapchat yeah. one was generic, except for the people that I mentioned their actual <laughs> names in. <laughs> what was in, funny? The Instagram well, one meant something. There you go. There you go. No, that was <laughs> that's yes. I did get the Instagram. Uh, New that's Year's right. message, and I got a, I got a lot of. I, I think this was the first year. I got a lot of what looked to be generic New Year's Instagram messages. I'm like, oh, well, that's nice. Okay. We're not quite at the point where it's like wishing somebody happy birthday on Facebook. But yeah. Um, but yeah. So. Which I'm hopeless at, by the way, because I don't spend enough time on Facebook. Right. To, to realize that it's somebody's birthday. Yeah, it's. Um... <laughs> I, I It's so funny because I remember when. Um... I guess when they first had that, that notification thing that it was your birthday and, you know, it, it would be nice. You'd get like, uh, you'd get however many people that would just wish you a happy birthday. You're like, Oh, that's nice. And now it's like, I haven't talked to you in 15 years and you're just, I, I won't talk to you for another year, but you're literally you're only sending me a message because Facebook is popped up with I know. notification until you, you know, tick that box. Exactly. <laughs> All right. How so, was your Christmas? Christmas was good. Um, Got to um, actually with spending the time with my in-laws. I got to see my my brother-in-law and uh, and his wife and their kids, and they are four and two. So it's always it's always nice to spend holiday time with uh, with little kids because that's agree. you kind of you don't really for well I guess you do kind of forget a little bit, but it's it's just kind of seeing you know the way they look at holidays and how excited they get about things. So. Um, in general, it's, it was the typical adult Christmas for me, which was nice. It was, it was, um, you know, we, we, uh, celebrated a couple weeks ago with my family, um, going about eh, five hours, five hours away, which was nice because typically we would uh, end up having that with my parents who actually only live about probably 10, probably about 10 minutes from us actually. So it was nice because my mom didn't have to really focus on Christmas all that much and she got to enjoy it a little bit because uh, Christmas is kind of her thing. I think we talked about that's, that. Yeah, that's right. But you were at your aunt's house this year. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Last year. Sorry. Yeah. I, and it's funny because I, I'm like, I know, I think we've talked about this, but it's been two weeks, which seems like forever. Cause but you know, us, it really one. is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we even, you and I, I even talked a little you. bit on Instagram. We never but do we that. We never now. do that anymore. <laughs> never have actual conversations that we don't let the rest of the world that's right that's right (laughs) so and and i know um because i i put in my story the difference between confidence and ego and you and i were talking about that a little bit and Mm. it's well it's it's fascinating because most people when i was getting messages back it was um you know confidence good ego bad was basically kind of the the way that everybody went and then um you and I had a conversation and there were probably three or there were three others that basically kind of said the same thing, which is like, look, this isn't really all that black and white. 
and you know you kind of have to have an ego in certain areas of your life and and um i i think it's just another part of life where it's like you know confidence is good everybody kind of says you know that that's kind of the 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 um the the pr term is okay yes confidence that's a good thing but ego isn't necessarily bad either and and no. I, I wish there's a lot of people i talk to that i'm like man if you had a little bit more of an ego, I think it would really help you. If you were a little bit, little bit more um, assertive, and even in some cases, I'll say selfish a little bit, it would probably help you along with what it is that you're doing. So, I mean, it's it's just kind of, but it is interesting to see what everybody's thoughts on on things like that are. I sort of think, okay, I I think that if you're going to look at the difference between confidence, ego, and and arrogance, yeah. Um, I feel like Steve Jobs is like the perfect example for that yeah. because yeah. there were times in his career where he was confident. There were times when he was arrogant and that was when he was bombed and, you know, like his ideas bombed and he got kicked out of power. Yeah. Yeah. But then there were times with ego. And the way that I see it is ego is when you've got the goods to back up the things that you've got confidence in, but you're just a little bit too much and a little bit too much I can handle. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that a little bit too much can lead to some brilliant things. You know, I'm, I'm talking to you right now on an iPhone that wouldn't have existed without that bit of ego. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and you look at the amazing things that can come out of it, but arrogance is, Arrogance is a turnoff. And so it's if ego applies to one part of your life but not your whole life, I think it's when it starts to apply to everything is when it turns into arrogance. And so, the, so this is interesting because when I posted this, I think I did it as confidence or arrogance. And it's funny in talking to you because I'm like ego. I guess ego is kind of what you're just saying, which is look, you can have it in parts in your life, but if you're arrogant, that's kind of an overall character trait and that's not good and that's kind of what you and i talked about is some of this stuff just like what you're saying with steve jobs it can lead to productivity it can lead to brilliance it can lead to other things but you don't want to live there because if you live there you're just an ass exactly exactly (laughs) exactly and it's sort of like i i think too you see it a lot in in the acting world and the film world and and you hear people talk about certain film stars you never hear anyone call Meryl Streep a diva and the most common thing you hear about her is she shows up she gets a job done she leaves now if ever there was anybody who could be arrogant about their ability right um I, I see it a lot particularly with the Australian actors that have done very well in the states where it goes one extreme or the other there was there was one particular soap star who had I would say mediocre fame in the States. And she came back and she was interviewed about where she started, which was on an Australian soap, on a soapy or a drama, like a daytime drama, kind of like Bold and the Beautiful, but set on the beach. And um, Are we talking and about she... Natalie Imbruglia? Is that who this oh, is? Oh, no, we're not. No, no, no. <laughs> we're talking about uh, Melissa George. Mm. And so, and, and she, she, she went postal at the journalist and went, you know, this is tall poppy and you're trying to cut me down to size. And every time I come to Australia, I have this problem. And then you look at somebody like Chris Hemsworth, who is making millions yeah. playing one of the Avengers 
Um, a guy who I think my favorite thing I've ever heard about him was Melissa McCarthy on Graham Norton saying he opened his mouth, he could sing. And I was like, you shut your mouth because I couldn't <laughs> handle him being good at anything else. She's like, we thought we were going to be the funny ones in this movie about Ghostbusters, but he was the funny one. Yeah. Um, and, and he's a guy that when he's not working, he lives here on the beach in a beach town with his wife. He bakes his kids' birthday cakes. You know, he is very normal. And so I'm sure that he probably has a bit of ego when it comes to his work, but he doesn't have arrogance. He keeps himself grounded. And, and I think that that's important because, you know, it's like anything, too much of anything, no matter what it is, too much of anything is toxic. Too much kindness leads to self-neglect. Too much arrogance leads to, well, you know, usually assassination. Um, you know what I mean? And, and so I think it's, it's safety in numbers and safety in, in balance. You know, it's like everything. It's, I, I always say this. It always comes back to balance, but it really does. You know, I could sit here and be completely egotistical about the fact that my uh, carpool karaoke skills are superior to anybody else's. Uh, <laughs> and you only do that part of the time right (laughs) but they but those skills don't apply to everything else in in actual fact I was at the cinema today and there was a commercial about or an advertisement about like what are the things that you're good at and I was like I don't know what I'm good at I don't know what I'm good at um and I think that's something I need to work on but it can go the other way, you know, like, and having no self-confidence is just as bad as having too much. So, yeah, I think it's about finding balance somewhere between confidence and ego is a good place to be. It's a sweet spot. Um, but between ego and arrogance, I, I would, <laughs> I would bring it back a little bit. So, and, and, and yeah, I, I actually, and hearing you talk about this, I was kind of excited because we, we, we talked about this back and forth on a few messages and mm. I'm like, she's got a little bit more to say about this. So I was kind of excited to bring that up as an actual topic for us to discuss. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you're right. And I think, you know, when you're saying somewhere in the middle, I think the ultimate thing is, is you yourself have to be happy with kind of where your balance is with absolutely and anything else. And, you know, yeah, I, 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 and I think we all, you you just mentioned it, you know, what is it that I'm good at? I don't know. Well, maybe I need to take some time and kind of, you know, figure that out. And I, I think a lot of, I mean, a lot of the stuff that we talk about, because we end up getting into to weight loss and we end up getting into body image and we end up getting into all these things, but it really comes down to, I, I think, knowing who you are and what it is that you want. And um, the thing that we come up against a lot, because so much of, of our, you know, our, our time is, is through social media and how you and I met, um, is that you see everybody else put things out that are like, this is what's making me happy. This is what things should be. And the punchline on a lot of that is those people aren't even happy. So, you know, I think being able to pull yourself out of it, figuring out kind of who it is that you are, um, being confident in yourself, figuring out the the few things that you're good at. And I think, um, you know, 
the people that people that I really enjoy talking to are the ones that have found maybe I, I don't know, maybe it's two, maybe it's four things that they really either enjoy or are really good at. And everything else, they're, they're, I mean, but but they know. They're like, I'm really good at these couple of things. And everything else, yeah, I have opinions. I have, I have thoughts on it. But that's not really what they spend a lot of their time on. They really focus on their strengths. And I, I think that's another thing that can actually help people, you know, lead them to happiness, actually. I, um, yeah, I, I, I think, look, we tend to live in a Facebook world, in a social media world. And. I can tell you right now that I know a lot of people that post these pictures of their perfect families and their perfect lives. And, you know, they're, they're not happy marriages or they're not, you know, they're, they're, they're putting out the image of what they want their life to be. Mm -hmm. And that is absolutely fine. They're absolutely allowed to do that. And I, but I think that we, as the viewers of that, need to take that into consideration. It's sort of like the Brady Bunch version of real life. Nobody's problems are solved within 30 minutes. Right. (laughs) Unless your problem was, geez, I really miss the Brady Bunch. I need to watch an episode. Done. 30 minutes. Perfect. (laughs) Right. Um, You know, and and I think that that's something that we need to be very conscious of because we, you know, I say it a lot. Comparison is a thief of joy. It takes away what is good in our life. And I was doing that thing last night where, to be honest, I had a little bit of a pity party because I was lonely and alone. Now, I had had other party invites. I could have gone to something else. I chose not to. I chose to sulk and stay home. (laughs) And I was doing that on this day thing on Facebook where you look back on your memories. Oh, yeah. And I realised... I am in a much better, much happier place than I have been on many other years. The difference was is that I was hiding it in alcohol in a party. You know what I mean? I was having cocktails and thinking that life was brilliant. When really my life was no more brilliant. It was in at times less. Um, And, you know, my drink of choice last night was orange juice, I think. (laughs) <laughs> as opposed to a cocktail and, ki- you know, kissing a stranger yeah. at midnight or or whatever it is. So it was, um, yeah, it was insightful. And I woke up in project mode, which I know a lot of people do on New Year's Day. But it wasn't about, it's the first time that I haven't woken up thinking I want to do all these things for me in terms of physicality. I didn't wake up going... I'm going to eat better. I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to do all these things. No, because I know I'm going to work that out. I made a list of all the things I want to do to my house. I love that. All the, all the, all the changes that I want to make that aren't actually attached to my body. Because here's the thing. I hated things about my body when I wore a size 38. Mm -hmm. And I hated things about my body when I wore a size eight. My body isn't the problem. I'm the problem. And I don't think that there is any diet or exercise that is going to fix that for me. And I think trying to focus on looking my best self means actually focusing on being my healthiest self. Mm -hmm. And that 
isn't just about me. That is about the environment that I'm living in. I want my home to be somewhere that I want to come home to, that I'm happy to come home to, and that I want other people to come to. Does that make sense? You know when you go through that stage where you just think, geez, I really hope nobody drops in. I don't want to live like that anymore. (laughs) And and so... Sorry. I totally well no and I totally get get it and it's like you'll you'll just kind of live day to day in your in your home and then all of a sudden you look around you're like what happened and then you're like eventually just what you're saying I don't want to live like this anymore and then you start um you you start cleaning things up as I'm as I'm looking I'm in my garage right now and I'm looking at like all the stuff that needs to be cleaned up in here yeah. but but yeah I mean it's it it's it i i think whenever a house is clean and and organized that you just you you feel better about not only your space but it's just another part of your life where where things are in order so i totally yeah i, I, I and, and i and i didn't just write a list i actually wrote a list in a structured mm-hmm. organized way where i separated it into each part of the house and what i wanted to do in each part of the house so not just saying oh i want to fix the lawns Right. No, I it's so so underneath like the garden and the lawns, it was I want to do the weeding, I want to cut the trees back, I want to do the mowing, I want to tidy everything up, I want to declutter the porch and clean it out. So that all became a thing and and where I was being specific about what I wanted to do. Yes. Instead of just saying I want to clean the kitchen, underneath the kitchen it was okay, I'm gonna clean out the pantry, I'm going to wash the fronts of all the cupboards in the in the kitchen i'm going to clean the stovetop i'm going to clean out my fridge i'm going to get rid of everything that is past expiration or close to expiration that i know i'm not going to eat done um and then i did that for each room in my house all the things i want to do i want to put pictures up in my bedroom and i and i think the problem is is that i moved into this house and you know my my spouse was not well when we moved in we we had to move. We didn't have a choice. We had to move. And, and I moved into a house and he was sick. Yeah. And I never got a chance to make the house a home. And then he got better for a little bit and then he was sick again. So just as I was able to go, oh, I might start doing, no. And so therefore I've ended up living two and a half years in a house that's still a house and not a home. And there's nothing personal about this house. If you came here, you wouldn't know it was me that lives here. I mean, my Christmas tree is, is colourful. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no personality in my house. and There's no Rachel, which is ironic. Because me, who's a bit too much in every aspect, and you'd come to my house and you'd be like, wow, this is really beige. Um, <laughs> because I haven't had a chance to do it. And, and I don't want that. I don't want that anymore. So... That's a priority. <laughs> so this is going to be the year that you make your house your home. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and I think it comes back to choosing our words. And, yeah. and, and I chose my word for the year as, as being free, which um, some people have taken the wrong way. I got a lot of um, very interesting inbox messages. So it just adds up to anybody listening. Please don't ever send any woman an unsolicited picture without her asking for it. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and, and I think 
I think the concept of freedom and the concept of being free is different things. And I want to feel free to be me in my own environment. And this is my, my home environment. So I want my personality to shine through here. I, uh, I like that. And I, this, this, what's nice about this is it's something that you can start working on now. You can start seeing kind of the benefits of it, but it's not something that has to be done all at once. You can take your time and that list will probably change over the course of the year or you'll add things to it. Or you might. Yeah. And and it's funny. It's, it's, it wasn't just when I was writing the list, I didn't just write things and write, write them organized. I actually wrote them in order of what was the most important for me to want to have done. Um, And I wrote it in that order. And so my lawns, my garden, that was first. And I think probably because it's the first thing that people see. Um, But also because when I pull up in my driveway every afternoon and I see my garden a mess, I just sort of go, I don't want, I don't don't want to get home and be like, Oh, yeah. I want to get home and go, woohoo, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and I the other thing when it comes to organizing the house, I, I know a lot of people would just go to Pinterest and they would create a dream board and they or they <laughs> make a list that isn't detailed and nothing would ever get done. Um and you know, we a couple of years ago, we were going to sell this house. We were going to, we were actually trying to move. So what we did is we painted everything and we took all the pictures down Yeah, and really took all the, all the personality out of the house. And we, um, we wound up staying here uh, and then, you know, we, we just kind of went on with life probably six months, six months later or so, you know, my wife just, we're talking and she's like, we really need to put some, some character back in this house because it just, it was, it had become, it was just bland. And it was just like, I know exactly what you mean because when you're just, when you're just living in a place and, and this is, I mean, we've, we've been in this house for goodness over a decade. Um, But like when you're just living somewhere, it's different. It's not welcoming to, I mean, it's definitely not welcoming to other people, but not even to you and, and you live there and you come home and there's, there weren't pictures up and there, there wasn't really much going on. And it's like, you know, you may not think about this all that often, but it, it's really important to make your, your home personalized to you and make it welcoming to you before, you know, anybody else. Yeah. I, um, so the home that I lived in before this one, we lived there for five years. Mm-hmm. And it was a dump of a home. It really was. It was, you think of the stereotype of first home and that's what it was. People yeah, would yeah. spill stuff on the carpet and I didn't care because the carpet was that bad anyway. Um, but it always felt like home because we'd personalized it. There was us everywhere, probably too much, but... You, but it was everywhere and and I remember but it was always a very dark house because of the way that it was the sunlight didn't get into a lot of the areas and the lights were not set up well and it was just a very dark house to live in and I remember when I first moved into this house that was my favorite thing about it was that it's it's very open plan it's very stereotypical Australian house 
where you know the idea is that the air conditioning can get to every aspect of the house yeah and so it's very bright and airy and there's always sunshine my house is very well lit i don't need lights on except for at night and um and i loved that but i found that i've had my blinds closed because i'm just not feeling my house and yeah I think that there are things in our lives that we can't change, but the environment that we live in to an extent is one, is one of those things that we can change and it doesn't have to be expensive. And I didn't do the Pinterest board thing because I've done that in the past for different things, never for my house, but I've done it in the past for different things. Um, and the only thing I've found it ever worked for, for me, Pinterest, I mean, was tattoos. <laughs> like, this is what I kind of like, but with a bit of this. And then you show it to the tattoo artist and he's like, okay, yep, all right, I'll work with that. Um, but for everything else, you know, Pinterest to me is just a wish list with with pictures. Yeah. It's a wish list that I don't have to type. And considering we both know how bad I am at texting, that's kind of fun. <laughs> well, and it's just like I it, – it drives me crazy because I feel like if I'm putting something – to me – pinning something on Pinterest is like just making a list. So yeah. if I put something on a list, if I don't, you know, I want to get it off the list. Otherwise it's just going to collect stuff and I don't need, you know, 87 wish boards. So yeah. the way my Pinterest account was, um, cause it, it was, I mean, it's great for recipes is I would, I would put one, I'd pick one recipe that I wanted to try. I would pin it. And then if I liked it, I might move it to another board of, you know, of a, a collection of recipes, which I would normally not ever come back to. Um, if I didn't like it, I would just take it off. So there was like this one board that would have one or two recipes on it at a time. Um, but yeah, I, I feel it's funny when I talk to most people that, that are on, and there are some people that are really, really into Pinterest. I know my wife, when she was decorating her classroom every year, she was always trying to get classroom ideas and things like that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people that spend a lot of time on there, but I'm like, what do you actually do with this stuff? Oh, nothing. I just pen it. Okay. So, but, um, but yeah, I, um, I, I think it's, it's, it, I like that you're doing it the way that you, the, in the detailed organized way that you made your list and how you're actually going to follow through on it. Opposed to just <laughs> That's good. I've done it the Rachel way. I'm just having a look at my Pinterest while we're talking. Cause it had been that long since I've had a look at it. Yeah. I have, wow. I have seven photography. I have seven boards. I have seven Pinterest boards, two of which are for um, particular weddings and events that I was photographing. Okay. And so it was just the locations from the areas that I was going to be in so that I knew which locations I wanted to go to. Makes sense. I'm just going to have a look at that and see whether or not I did them. Oh, wow, I did. (laughs) That was nice. Okay. (laughs) And then one of them is stuff from my childhood, just like toys and pictures and stuff. And that was more because I was having conversation with one of my nephews about stuff that was cool when I was a kid. And then... One is about plus-size yoga, <laughs> which has actually really come in handy because I found that there were all these tutorials for yoga on on, on YouTube. Yeah. But they were all for women that were like a size 10. And, you know, my body doesn't do that. 
It doesn't. I have skin and I have a stomach and I need a way to do yoga with those skin and stomachs. And so it actually led me to find some awesome plus size yoga channels to follow. Which there's quite a few of, by the way. There is. There there is. Um, There's also plus size Pilates. Um, And and it's one of those things that unless you are plus size, you're not going to think about it because people go, oh, you just get fit. But there are certain things that I... See, I'm lucky. I had years and years and years of dancing. So yoga is really just slipping back into that flexibility that I already have. But there are certain things that I can't do because of the shape of my legs or the shape of my, like the skin in my stomach or because my arms are too fat to move that way. And, and I'm not ashamed of that. You know, that's, that's just who I am. It's, it's redundant to be ashamed of it. And, um, and so, okay, I can't do that with my arms like, or, or with my legs. There's this one move that everybody does in dance classes. And so I do dance fit classes and it's, he says, I'll pull, you know, pull your foot up behind you. Well, I can't do that because my thighs are too big that my, my foot physically doesn't come up that high. Um, and, and so I just sort of looked at him and he went, leave it with me. I'm going to come up with an alternative for you. We'll come back to me next week. And, and every week he would look at me and go, oh, and he'd forget, he'd forget that he was going to do that. And in the end I went, Oh, forget this. I'm going to find myself an alternative. And, and I did, I found an alternative stretch and he sort of, he walked past me the next time he was doing that stretch. He said, Oh, that's a good idea. I'm thinking, <laughs> I know. Right. It's like, yeah, um, I used to do this. <laughs> um, so I have a board that's for tattoos um, some of which I actually have now, so I really should go through and delete and them. Actually, no, I've gone. Th- I I've been a good girl, and I've actually gone through and deleted the ones that I've got and added ones that I want. My mother's gonna kill me. <laughs> and then I have, I have a board called Rome if you want to, and it's places that I haven't seen that I want to see. But it's not just places. It's not like I want to just go to Italy or, or whatever. It's specifics. So there's a particular castle that I want to see in Adelaide. There's, um, I want to go to Massachusetts, but I don't just want to go to Massachusetts. I want to go to Salem in Massachusetts. I want to go to St. Petersburg Square in Russia. So it's, it's again, it's specifics. Yeah. Um, well, and, and what are the specifics? Why do you want to go to St. Petersburg and why do you Salem? Why do you, I mean, I know the rich, witch trials are pretty much the biggest thing that we know Salem for here. What's, what's the significance of those? It just, it sounds silly, but ever since, <laughs> ever since I was nine years old and I watched, or 10 years old and I watched Hocus Pocus, <laughs> I have wanted to go to Salem for Halloween. I just thought that would be fun. I just, I actually think that that time of year would be really beautiful to be in the States anyway. And because I have always wanted to go to the States and I remember my sister going when I was about 14 Yeah. and she did one of those mass tours where she did 27 States in like six weeks. And she told me that some of the best places that you can go are the places that nobody tells you about. And some of her favorite places were places that she'd never heard of before she went to them. And, um, and so I started looking into things a bit more and going, hmm. So it's not just that I want to go to the States, but what do I want to see when I go to the States? And, um, and so 
it became things like that. Like I always wanted to see Chicago because I just think that it's, I feel like it's a city that doesn't get enough credit and not, you know, it's, it's sort of, you hear about like in Australia, this is obviously coming from the Australian point of view. You hear about New York and you hear about LA. That's pretty much it. Oh, and Hawaii, because that's cheap holidays for everybody to Hawaii. Oh, I got it. Right? So those are your three places. Now, for me, a lot of the places that I most want to go in the States have nothing to do with what's there. They have to do with who's there, you know, and and the people that I want to see and, and the places I want to go are about the people that I want to see. But Chicago was just a thing. It's There's a lot of history. There's a lot of, Yeah. Well, and it's funny because as far as if you were to ask Americans about the largest cities or you know, name name five cities, you people would say New York and L.A. and then they would say Chicago. So mm-hmm. they they do get they they get Chicago gets a fair amount of love here, which I guess is good. Um, well, what I like is that they are now a direct flight from Australia too. So those are your three places that are direct yeah. flight from here. Chicago, New York, and LA. But I'm I'm funny. I think because my head holds trivia so well, there are places that I want to go. And I remember having a conversation with a beautiful American girl, Jess, on Instagram when we first started talking. And she said to me, I love Australia. I did a year there as an exchange student when I was at university. I'm like, oh, excellent. You know, that I was talking Sydney because that's where she was. And then I'm like, oh, where do you live? And she's like, oh, I, I'm, I'm from Texas, but I'm, um, I'm not from, you know, I'm not from one of the big parts of Texas. I'm just from this city that sometimes people have heard of, but most time people haven't. I'm like, oh, yeah. And she told me where she was from. And I went, oh, where JFK died. And she went, how did you know that? I'm like, everybody knows that. That's, that's you know, that's international news. Everybody knows that. She's like, she's like, I see people all the time in the States that, don't, that have never heard of where I'm from. I'm like, hmm, okay. But yeah, no, um, there are things. Uh, St. Petersburg Square, that's, that's, a, that's because I always loved history and I learned so much. I studied that a lot when I was at school and I've just always wanted to. Russia is somewhere I've always wanted to go. Um, I've always wanted to see the terracotta soldiers in China because it's something whoever sees that in their lifetime i've always wanted to see things that that have that moment of i cannot believe that i'm looking at this right now how blessed am i that i get to look at this right now yeah i mean it's uh, and that's another thing with you i mean you're you're about the experiences and you're about people and yeah you know it it's that's that's really what everything is about and you know it i yeah i mean it's it's not just saying oh i want to go places or i want to do things it's it's here's why i'm doing it i i want to you know do all of these different things i want to meet all these people and you know you you just that's still kind of the underlining thing that everything comes back to is the people that you meet and how you connect and you know, it, it's, it's fascinating for me. You're like, Oh, this, this person that I met on Instagram and we, we just started talking and, you know, this gets back to, um, 
having deeper conversations with people. And at first, it's funny that can actually be having any kind of conversation about, you know, where are you from? What's what is it that you like to do? Because so many people do just kind of the surface level uh, random DMs or send pics or whatever. Um, <laughs> which which was funny because um, Instagram rolled out those voice memos. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is great because you can, you know, you can record audio clips and you can send them. But I'm like, how nice is this? Now somebody doesn't get that dreaded view photo message where you don't really know what that photo is going to be. It, yeah. It's kind of photo roulette. So, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, um, <laughs> but, but no, I mean, just, just having the, the conversations with people, I think is, is the neatest thing about all this. Now, what, um, how many conversations do you think you have going on through Instagram right now in your direct message? Oh, ongoing conversations, probably not a lot. I I interact a lot, but not ongoing. I have one group chat that I live for. It's just the best. <laughs> it's the best. It's with three other girls that are all in we all live in uh, within a one hour radius of each other. I actually put up a photo of me getting coffee the other day. Um, and one of the girls in that chat was the girl that made my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to the beach on Friday, no matter what I was going to the beach. And the closest beach to my house is about half an hour and it's a beautiful beach, but she works half an hour past that. And I went, you know what I could do with coffee. All right. And she's like, oh, what are you doing down my way? And I went, seeing you. And she's like, oh. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet that made her day. That's... Well, yeah. And, and she just had, she's, she's a part of my everyday Instagram experience. And I thought, I just really want to give you a hug. Like I just, you know, and it helps that she made me great coffee. Yes. So, <laughs> um. I have a lot of, yeah, I used to have a lot more in-depth conversations off of Instagram and I sort of pulled back from that because I just sort of felt a few things. One is that I could never remember whether or not I'd had a conversation with somebody about something. So I'd lost track of who I'd talked to about what. Um, And the other part of it was that as much as I keep a conversation with somebody to myself, not everybody lives by that same code. Right. And I'd had something, I'd had a conversation with somebody that, that turned very deeply personal. And then I had somebody else relay part of that conversation to me. And I went, oh, how did you know that? And she's like, oh, I'm sure you told me. And I'm like, no, because there are three people in the world that know that piece of information and you're not one of them. And the minute that that happened, I, I shut down a bit. So I'm very good at using my DMs to comment on somebody's stories and sending them feedback and telling them that they're great and sending cheeseburger messages when I'm drunk. <laughs> but I keep it a bit more, yeah, yeah. baseline now. I did have a great conversation with our friend Gary the other day, though. That was kind of random. I caught him. He was at his cousin's place and yeah, yeah, we had a great chat. We had a great chat about you and me and, and everything. He called me on Skype. We had a great chat. I was like, 
we have not done this for the longest time. And he's like, I'm, I've been so busy. And I'm like, I've been busy too. Yeah. And it was just so good. It was good to spend that time with him. And it is nice when you can catch somebody that maybe you haven't had the conversation with in a while. Cause it's just, it's funny because you'll see the kind of the time and date stamp on some of the messages. You'll be like, wait, have I really not talked to this person in six months? And oh my gosh. Would, yeah. I, I mean, and that's the thing I'll do. I'll message somebody and be like, Hey, you know, what's, what's going on. I haven't talked to you in a while. Um, and just, and I will, um, I use my DMs a lot instead of leaving comments on posts, unless it's just going to be something that's very you know, quick two or like a two or three word sentence. I usually, instead of comments, I will just send them a DM, you know, send their own post to them. Yeah. With a, I, I do. Th- I do that. It, I think yeah. it depends on what I'm going to comment as well, because I know that sometimes people get my humor and other people don't. Mm-hmm. And if I want to leave you something, there's never anything that I leave on somebody's post or leave them in a DM that I'm not happy for their partner to see. Right. But I also think that it's not necessarily, look, partners usually get who, who they're in a relationship with. Yeah. Does that make sense? So it does, um, you know, and, but it's the reaction of other people. So people who may not understand the friendship or the dynamic or the, you know, and, I had a friend who was married to somebody who was very outgoing and I'm also very outgoing. And, um, and I had a conversation with her once where I said to her, I, I hope you don't think I'm flirting with your husband. And she said, I don't think you are, but then I know you and I know him. She's like, maybe other people think it, but it doesn't matter whether or not they're thinking it. I'm like, okay. All right. And I'm very, you, you yourself would know that I'm, I'm very good at establishing that, that boundary that, yeah. you know, I love you, Daryl. You're a great mate, but you're also a married mate. So it's no, true. there's no line that it, it's not difficult for me to go, you know what, there's a line there. I'm not going to cross that. Yeah. In any I, way that makes either person uncomfortable. And, and it, was, it was funny because I remember with you and I, we both established those boundaries very, very quickly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like that in a com- in conversations anyway, because I'm like, look, you know, I, I'm very outgoing. I'm very friendly. I will talk to anybody. Uh, it seems like the people that typically enjoy, you know, talking to me about whether fitness or, you know, nostalgia, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much, I, I'm a hit with the 30 to 45 year old female set mostly. Um, <laughs> there's, there's probably a dozen guys that I interact with regularly um and typically if i'm sending a, a lot of times at night if i'm sending um messages to people it's funny because my wife is sitting right next to me and i know a lot of times your husband is right there with you as well um but yeah i mean you 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 set those boundaries and like there are certain people where with the conversation i do just keep it in the comments because you know i don't really I don't really want to have that kind of a one-on-one conversation just because I kind of know their kind of their tendencies and what I've, you know, what, what I see on, on how they post and how they interact. But, uh, but yeah, the boundaries are, are very important and you have to, you, you have to, this gets back to the awareness, you know, you have to know what it is that you're, um, that, that you're, 
you're there for and, and where your boundaries are and what you're comfortable with. And the one thing that I have seen a few times in the last couple of years that, that irks me is you can tell when somebody's really living in this whole social media world, like this is their life. And they create this narrative or it seems like they are creating this narrative for themselves where, you know, their real life, real life, the people in real life don't get them the way that people online do. And, you know, there's been a few people that have had long established relationships and they start talking like, well, it's just not working out. And the obvious thing is, well, you know, you're posting lots of times each day, you're posting stuff that, Again, if you and your spouse are, are having an understanding about this stuff, I guess it's one thing. But if you're, you know, talking about how you're not happy in real life, maybe you should look at spending some time with that other person instead of putting some of this stuff out on Instagram. And this is... Oh, 100%. Yeah, I just... And, and I've seen it. I, I just... Because it's funny. Like, there have been people that I've had conversations with and they... I, I mean... I like I said, I'm, I'm all about setting the boundaries very early on. Um, but I've had people where it's like, you know, they, they, they'd start kind of hinting at stuff like that. And I'm like, you need to go talk to, you got to talk to the person that you're with in real life. Mm-hmm. This is not, you know, those types of conversations and the types of people that respond to those types of things and comments and such, that's not real. And, you know, you've got a person that you've lived life with and that you've gone through different situations with, and it's not fair to them that you're sitting here for all intents and purposes playing on the internet because that's what they're doing. So. Yeah. I think, too, here's the thing. Instagram is it's a perpetual first date. You put yourself forward as the best version of yourself, particularly if that's what you're after. Yes. And so... You know, it, I um my my boss is on my Facebook, and that's not something that I have ever done before. I've never allowed that before. Yeah. Um, and and that was very deliberate because I don't want you know the person that writes my performance evaluations doesn't get to see my personal life generally because it should have no impact, but unfortunately it does. You know, we carry yeah. we carry opinions of people and um and it was just that he and I were friends for a couple of years before I worked with him that he was already on my Facebook and he actually said to me he's like I have to be honest at one point I thought do I delete you and I said I'm so glad you thought that I said because I wanted to do it but I didn't think it would be like I felt like it would be weird and he's like, well, why don't we just actively not look at each other's Facebooks? He's like, you don't have to delete me, but just, you know. But he did make a comment to me and he's like, you look completely different on Facebook to the person that I see every day. And I said, well, yeah, I've gone to be honest. Um, and I, I said his name because I always address people by the name. You, you would notice this every time I talk to you. It's an active listening thing where I go... Well, I agree with that, Daryl. So yeah. I will address you. Um, and I said to him, well, to be, to be honest, m- my sisters wouldn't recognize me looking like this because that vain sister, I'm always made up. I always have a full face of makeup on and I'm not that person so much for work. Right. 
and um, I'm very subdued in terms of, you know, my hair is still crazily bright, but in terms of everything else, it, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit more subtle. Yeah. yeah. And um, I said, whereas, you know, fa- you know, Facebook shows that Facebook doesn't show what I look like without makeup on, you know, Instagram stories, it depends on the mood. My favorite stories that I've done probably in the last six months were ones that I did at the beach the other day and I wasn't wearing makeup. Um, uh, but it, you know, Instagram, not as much, but Facebook is all about, for me, it's about posting the photos of family and events and stuff. And, and so of course it's my best foot forward. If somebody's going off that, they're thinking, wow, she's a glamour and, you know, and, and they're not seeing the reality, which is when I've got sinusitis and I'm, you know, naturally bright red and my hair matches my face and. You know what I mean? And it's so easy to to put your glamorous put foot forward. It's sort of like when people, you know, people people rush into these long-distance Instagram loves. Now, I'm not somebody that doesn't think that you can't find love off the internet. I have done that. But I also think that spending a week with a person doesn't determine whether or not you can be in a relationship with them because a week is a holiday. And I don't think that you should base a few fantastic conversations over the sac- like sacrificing your whole relationship over a few seconds. Sac- yeah. Conver- conversations, conversations that uh, are controlled. I mean, it's a controlled environment. You just said you're putting, your, you're putting your best face forward. You're, you are making it that, uh, perpetual first date and it's it's not real and i think anytime you know when when we're talking we're talking about adults here uh, i yeah. i feel like if you have a now i was an only child but i mean i had um you know when when i would talk to folks that were uh coming up behind me you know cousins or, or friends siblings or whatever that you know you need to go out and experience people. And when you actually have an, when you have a real relationship, it's very different. It's not the infatuation or the fairy tale ideal. Um, you know, relationships are all about working through life together. You and I both know that that's, that's actually, it's funny when, when you and I started just talking about like, you know, going through life with a spouse and coming through, on the other side with it. That's when you and I really started to become friends. Yeah. Um, and, and see, I think that was when we both had very firmly set our boundaries too, because I, I, I've told you before that I'm a bit of an, I love you whore. Um, I say it when I mean it and I mean it when I say it to friends, but obviously I mean it in a very different way. And I remember saying it to you about something. Oh, I love you, Daryl. And you were like, I literally, and you pulled yeah. me up for it. I don't know whether you remember the. Exact, oh no, no, I, I, I absolutely, wording. I absolutely do remember because yeah. when I you, think you had a moment where you thought, "I'm going to make things really awkward." I lost. Well, I lost. Uh, <laughs> I, I lost all color in my face because I, I actually had that feeling in the pit of my stomach. I'm like, "Oh no, please no!" Because see, if you say that in the <laughs> states, if you say, "I," if you say, "I love you," like it, it's, it's in that context of somebody that you've been talking to online, it's like, it's, it's in a direction that I'm like, I I remember thinking, I'm like, crap, Rachel, we talked about this. Like we set boundaries early on because here's how, 
here's how you and I like became friends. Talked about Star Wars, talked about nineties nostalgia, set boundaries, and then you know And then I said that. And then I think it was because you'd said something and and so I I I'm that person that when I'm I when I have overwhelming affection for somebody, mm-hmm. um, because I am a very demonstrative person, right? So when I have overwhelming affection for some somebody, I'll be like, Oh god, I love you. Um, and I think that was almost exactly how I said it. And you went, oh, and I remember you sending me this video message back saying, I, I, um, look, I really value our friendship, Rachel, Yeah. but there's only one woman that I'll ever say that to. Well, it's, and I learned, yeah. Oh, I need to address this. Exactly. (laughs) But see, and I'm like, and I remember, here's the funny thing, that video, that clip took me, I think I. I think I tried to record that four times, <laughs> I was and I'm say, like, it took about ten minutes to come back. Yeah, to and I'm, I, my thought was, well, here's the thing. I was like, this, this little bit of awkwardness is either gonna, we're either gonna be friends after this, or it was just gonna be like, well, <laughs> I liked her. I thought she was. I, I mean, I thought she was hilarious. I thought she was interesting. I enjoyed talking to her, but yeah, that's that's a direction that that I wouldn't go in. <laughs> And it's funny because I, I, and, and that's absolutely it. Like I only tell one woman, my wife, uh, that I love her and outside of family. And it's funny, like in my family, I know sometimes, you know, parents and, and kids and, and, uh, relatives will say, I love you after each time they, whenever they see each other, because it's that's, a, thing that's of like, what my family yeah, like, of like, you never know. Yeah. And it's funny because like in my, I, my parents, I think did a, did a, a, a pretty good job of raising me and, and val values and, and morals and confidence and, and, uh, and, you know, a little bit of ego. Um, but it's funny <laughs> because like, if I was to go over and I talk to my dad, like my dad is retired now. And when I go out to start my day, like when I'm driving out to, to do things, I'll, uh, I'll call him just to see what's going on. So I talk to him regularly, but I remember one time a couple of years ago, I think I went to hug him and he's kind of like backing away from me. Like we, we don't really do that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, and it's, it's, I, um, it was, it was just kind of a difference. Cause you explained it to me. You're like, look, this is how I am. I, I tell people, I love them. It's not a big yeah, deal. That, that was, a, I think my exact first video message back to you was, I said that I love you, not that I'm in love with you, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, you know, um, that's it's just who I am. It's part of who I am. Yes. I don't expect you to say it back to me. It's not like that. It's just well, me and basically see, telling you I've got a lot of affection for that's, you. And, but see, and, and that's the other thing too, because if you're, if somebody says, I love you. The, like the, the general assumption here is, is that it is the, I'm in love with you. So the response either needs to yeah. be that you're, you know, reciprocal to that or, or basically the hands up, like, wait a second. No. So. But do you know what I love? I love that that conversation between you and me happened in, I think it was April. And it was, a- I don't, I, it was, it was in the summer. Um, I, th- oh, yeah, because okay, so we, we'd been talking for a while and this was, 
Yeah, but it was at least six months ago. It's yeah. taken us six months to, and once we had that conversation, we never had it ever we didn't. again. Like we, we didn't. We've and, never even talked about it. Until and now. another thing that I thought was really funny because you and I, I know we're talking a lot back and forth on Snapchat, and we had a streak going, and I hadn't heard from you. You were busy or whatever, so I sent you like I, I sent you a Bitmoji that just said streak, and you called me on it. You're like, you just sent me that to keep a streak alive, didn't you? <laughs> never really gotten into the streaks but but yeah i did <laughs> moving on yeah. but Unfortunately, uh, like, you know when i when i get through a stage where i'm caring when mm-hmm. like when my caring duties step up a bit i tend to get a bit lax we can start a streak again daryl if you want one if you well really but i i just like I, I told you earlier i've not been on snapchat in probably a week at least and i've got I, I got notifications for it but i just haven't felt the need to check so yeah i don't know i think i did a generic merry christmas on there um oh did santa bring you what you wanted for christmas what did did you what did you want for christmas what did i want for christmas let's see what did i get because here's the funny part my wife and i we're just like we we don't even do the i mean we do the gift exchange but it's it basically if we decide hey let's go holiday shopping and then we shop together and how you want that okay that'll be your gift um <laughs> let's see i got a new pair i got a new pair of new balance sneakers a different color mm. different goes um we did get from my uh from my brother-in-law and his wife because she's um i don't do you guys have pampered chef over there uh we might but okay. i don't know what it is so it's basically um kind of this this network marketing side business thing um where they sell these these home products these kitchen products and items but she basically got us this the pampered chef version of an instapot and it's got all these extra features on it i'm actually really uh i'm excited to start doing that and start actually you know making some decent meals again so um so that was that was a really nice gift and i bought myself a cookbook an actual cookbook because you know, the whole thing with the recipes on Pinterest, like I said, I've tried them before, but I like just having an actual book and looking at different things and trying to make different things that way. So those were probably, uh, those were, those were the best gifts from Santa. So what about oh, you? Santa, Santa brought me yes. Converse, which Ooh. I was excited about. Uh, some, some uh, I don't, they're not high tops. They're just the regular Chuck Taylor's. Yeah. Um, and the color is sunflower. That could there not be a better? It's such a perfect shade. It also worked out really well that I had told my niece that I had asked Santa for yellow sneakers. Yeah. And then I got some, and she was very impressed. She was also very impressed uh, that Santa brought her her scruffle of. That's what she really wanted. I love, and I have to be honest, I love that out of everything that she could want for Christmas, her $20 scruff love was the best thing in the world. Um, so, yeah, so, so Santa brought me sneakers. And he also, I don't remember what else Santa brought me. I think, I think I just got the sneakers, but that's okay because that is a very expensive gift for Santa to bring. So, yes. Um, we had a nice Christmas, actually. I um, we had a really busy Christmas, and it was really, really, 
warm day. I think it was about 40 degrees on Christmas Day. Um, my mum got out of hospital, so that was nice. That's good. Um, yeah, so we got to spend some time during the day with her. Um, and it was just one of those days where it was, it was a lot of time with a lot of family, but all the different family. And, and to be honest, I spent a lot of time with the kids during the day. It was great. And um, so it was sort of, I did breakfast with my, my best friend's mom and dad who are like my surrogate parents. Um, and we do that every year. I have breakfast with them every year on Christmas day. And then we went from there um, to a family gathering uh, where my uh, two and a half year old niece Uh, She had gotten given um, fake makeup and fake nail polish and she kept touching my nails because they're red at the moment. She touched my nails and then she'd go and put her fake nail polish on her nails. (laughs) And this is a kid like she's always liked me, but you know how there are some kids that are drawn to women and some kids that are drawn to guys. Yes. She's always been that person where she, she just preferred male company. Um, But this year she decided, no, she liked my company. And so we hung out and then uh, we went to big family Christmas at my sister's place. And that was all of my nephews and nieces that live in Sydney were there. Um, my niece brought her boyfriend for the first time. I had met him before. I really liked him. Um, and I, I had said to her, Is, has he been properly prepared for this? <laughs> She's like, no, I figure if he can survive it without that. <laughs> That's a true test. I'm like, okay, all right. And two seconds in and, and my mum cracked a joke and it was filthy. And I've just looked and I've gone, mum. And he sort of looked at me and he's like, I'm in over my head, aren't I? And I'm like, just play along with it. Just go along. Just sort of smile and go with it. And he's like, okay. And he, <laughs> he did really well. So uh, my sister came up from one of my sisters so two of my sisters live interstate one of them came up I haven't seen her in about six years she came up um actually longer I think eight years maybe she came up for Christmas and um she was lovely I um okay so to to those listening that may not follow me on Instagram I I have hair that is raspberry red (laughs) And I was wearing a, a green dress, which was unintentionally red and green Christmassy. <laughs> and um, like, like I didn't even plan it. It just was a really cool dress on a really hot day. And I had a, I had a holly wreath in my hair. And my sister's like, you are like the Christmas angel meets Maid Marian. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, well, you know, no one's ever said that to me before. That works. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, and so it was good. My nephews were there with their kids. One of my nephews had has he and his girlfriend have just had another baby, and I'll send you that photo. I, I, you know, like you know, I don't put, yeah, I don't really put photos of kids on my Instagram yes. because they're not my children. Um, but it's a really sweet photo, and he just like laid there for forty five minutes, and I'm like, if I was not lucky before this. <laughs> But yeah, that was nice. And then um, just as they were sort of leaving, my other nephew and um, my other nephew who I'm really close to, he's he's just always kind of been one of my guys. And I think he's about five or six years younger than me. And he came with his wife and their little girl. And their little girl is now two, I think, but I haven't seen her for a 
a good six months, seven months. But that kid loved me. The minute she saw me, she was just like, oh, she came and grabbed me by the hand and took me places. And I'm like, all right, we'll run with this. This is good. So it was a lot of kid time because we were late getting to my sister's place because we'd had our other Christmas beforehand. When everybody else was leaving, we went to leave thinking, hey, maybe we'll get some Christmas day to ourselves. Um, <laughs> my sister's like, you guys just got here. I'm like, I've been here for two and a half hours. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you just got here. And I'm like, I guess we're staying. So, <laughs> uh, so we stayed for about another two hours after that. And I was going to ask what the what's the acceptable amount of time at a at a family event. So it's it's like three to four hours at least. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And I think it depends too. So like my sister's husband was late getting to Christmas, but he'd worked, so it wasn't like he'd chosen a different social event. Yeah. Um. Oh, and I think I told you the other week that I was taking my niece uh, shopping to buy Christmas presents for her mum and dad. So we had done that and she gave them to them. And like the dad's present was spot on because her dad's really into music. And we found this really nice Beatles T-shirt. She's like, I think my dad will like that. And I've gone, I think your dad will like that too. I think that's a good pick. And then I said, and, and what about for mum? And she's like, an umbrella. Now, Daryl, we are in the middle of summer. It is 40 degrees. An umbrella. And I'm like, really? You don't think that maybe mummy might want something else? No, she wants an umbrella. She lost hers. I'm like, okay. So we're in Kmart, which is massive. And yeah. there is three umbrellas to choose from because it's the middle of summer. And I'm like, what about this one? And I went for like the safe color. And she, she's like, no, I want this one. And it's the stripey one. And I'm just like, and my sister, I swear, no one's face has ever been better. She was just like, wow, <laughs> when she opened it. Like, yeah, she picked that all by herself. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so um, it was nice. It was nice to get to spend the day with my mom um, as well to spend time with her. And she has decided that I am her favorite daughter because I am the right height to help her to and from the bathroom. <laughs> well, you know, whatever sets you apart. Um, well, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go with it because I, <laughs> I'm five foot six. I'm in no way tall. In actual fact, in a group chat that I'm in, I warned the girl that makes my, that made me coffee the other day. I'm like, um, so I'm kind of fatter in person. And my other friend in the chat went, she says that to everybody. She's not. She actually really accurately portrays her size on Instagram. What she won't tell you is that she's shorter than she looks in person. And I'm like, I'm five foot six. I'm not short. She's like, well, to me, you're short. And I'm like, yeah, because you're five nine. Of course I'm short to you. <laughs> she's like, no, you're shorter in person. And then the other girl in the group chat that I'd hung out with before, she's like, I'm five foot four. Are you really two inches taller than me? And I'm like, yeah, I am. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm gonna back. I'm gonna back her and say, yeah, you you are shorter than you seem on Instagram. So now in my bio on Instagram, Daryl, it says shorter in person. Apparently, <laughs> you know, I was wondering about that. About where that came from? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's an inside joke. <laughs> I just, um, I think like, look, I mean, you've read my bio. It's, it's mostly fun. Most of what I put in there is fun. 
Yeah. But um, I just thought that was like, they just kept saying it. I'm like, okay, fine. It's in my bio now. So now I'm not misleading anybody. I'm shorter in person, apparently. And um, like, but she was so adamant. She's like, no, you're way shorter than me. And I, and I pulled up a group photo of us at a catch up. And I'm like, look, you're two to three inches taller than me. If you're like two inches taller than me. She's like, are you sure you're not wearing high heels? And I'm like, no, I was probably wearing flip flops. She's like, no, I don't believe it. You're shorter than that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you guys also realize that I'm bigger than you, which makes me seem shorter because I'm wider, right? No, you're just short. Okay, I'm short. Um, Yeah, so my mum is about five foot five. And so five foot six is the perfect height to take my mother to the bathroom. So score. But she's doing okay. She's sort of adapted to the fact that she's going to have to stay here now. So um, she'll live with my sister, which is um, about 15 minutes away. So be good. Haven't had my mom in the same state as me for the last 12 years. Well, I'm just glad to hear that she's doing better because when we spoke a couple of weeks ago, that was all up in the air. So Yeah. 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 Look, at. It's been awful. It's been truly awful, but there is, you know, I'm very much that glass half full kind of person, aren't I? And I have realised how much I love my family and how much I love my sisters and how we are different, but that's okay. Um, I've, I've often, I, I've often said, and I think I've probably said it to you before, I don't think I'm a great, I'm the greatest sister but I'm a really good auntie. And, and to me, I would much rather someone be good to my kids than good to me. Yeah. You know, my hypothetical kids. Yes. I don't know. I did a Facebook quiz that said I was going to end up with twins. So we'll see. (laughs) Well, those are, uh, those are legit. I did one that was the one where it's like how the world sees or how friends see you, how your, your family sees you, your spouse or whatever. And I was basically Hugh Jackman. Um, in various forms. Apparently, uh, the general public sees me as Wolverine, and I'm going to run with that. So, well, you know, as long as you don't claw me, I'm good with it. Well, at least I my face. I've got to keep my pretty. I didn't. You know <laughs> what? I didn't get the reference. Just telling you. You didn't get the claw me. Like if you're Wolverine, you've got claws. Oh, I, I see. I thought you were throwing in some slick Hugh Jackman movie reference because you do that and like just work it into a regular conversation I was like, did you just throw a movie reference in me and it went completely over my head so yeah if, i'll tell you if i if i look in the mirror and i look like hugh jackman and i start having the uh the titanium coming out of my out of my hands uh then yes so you'll get the call oh my gosh instagram has driven me a little bit crazy the last week why's that because people are bored. So, <laughs> people are bored because they're off work and they're not normally off work. So there's been a million people going, ask me a question. Oh, or what's your New Year's resolution? What's your goal for 2019? Yeah, people don't want you to, to submit funny goals to that. Somebody's like, what's your goal for 2019? I'm like, to finish building my uh, teleportation device and conquer the world world domination that's my goal 
and you've got all these people going, I want to do this. I want to do this. I'm going to get on my diet. I'm going (laughs) to. Oh, the, yeah, I, well, and here's the other thing. Put up my answer. (laughs) I didn't realize that apparently people feel lost between, uh, between Christmas and New Year's, the whole thing of them being off work. Apparently this is a big thing. Like, I don't even know what day it is and I'm just eating cheese. That was one of the things that I saw. It's like, oh, I saw that too. Yeah. But I, I am, yeah, I just, the amount of people, and then like yesterday was, my feed was full of people that were doing their best posts of the year. I saw your best posts of the year. I liked them the first time you did them. I do not need to, and the frustrating thing is that I feel like Instagram should make a thing that once you swipe someone's story, that's it, right? (laughs) They swipe. Yes. If you want to watch it, you go into their page to watch it once yeah. you swiped it for that day. No. Do you know how many times I had to press every single dot just because I was sick of that person coming up on the top of my feed? So was all these one, people are going to be was like, it, wow, was it, Rachel was it just every one, one of my particular stories. person or was this multiple people that it you were? A, it was at least 50 people I had to do that for because I really didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, I've seen all these photos already. See, and I, so was this the, was this the top nine or was this their just one This was person? my year in photos as opposed to the top nine. Uh, I didn't do top nine either. Well, I, uh, I, I did the top nine, but the one thing I did is I made sure, I don't like when people have, like leave the part in there that talks about how many likes they got for the entire yeah, year. Yeah, it's a bit pretentious. I'm like, that's that's douchey. Take that off. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it just can't. I, I don't. And then, but what is funny, and I, it, 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 what's funny is when it's basically the same picture as somebody's top nine over and over again, it's like, eh, you might want to start posting some different things. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I I think it's funny that my uh, post that got the most amount of likes, I think, in the last three months was one that I put up two days before the end of the year. I don't normally notice how many likes I get on a picture. I I try to be good at replying to comments. I'm not always good at it. Um, But my phone lit up like a Christmas tree. And it just was continuous. And I'm like... And I'd posted, ironically, I posted it just before I went to bed. And I, because I was laying in the dark, every time my phone lit up. Yeah. Like, really? And so I flipped my phone over. So, because that's the solution. Yeah. You flip your phone over so you can't see the light. And, um, and I got up to, I, it's the most messages and the most, like, comments and likes I'd had on a photo in a long time. I woke up to 28 messages, DMs about my post and my stories. And um, I will admit, I got a lot, I got a lot of messages about the word of the, like a word to live by. Yeah. So I got a a lot of messages about that, but not compared to, Hey, I wore a bikini in public. Um. I got, yeah, 28, 28 personal messages and I think like 40 comments on that picture. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, and I apparently didn't, I hadn't liked this yet. So there you go. Jeez, Daryl. I know. So there's another like. (laughs) Yes, your, your like total, you're up to 463 and 74 comments. 
which yeah, uh, minus minus about forty percent of them because I would have responded to people. No, but but that's good, and I think um, one, I think it's great that you take the time to respond to everyone. I would leave a comment if I wasn't talking to you right now, um, <laughs> but <laughs> but no, I I think that's that's actual engagement and it drives me crazy when people um when people don't respond to the the comments that they have and it's just i look at it if somebody's going to take the time to actually comment on something that i've posted at the very least i can acknowledge the comment thank them but normally i mean like you know normally that that's I, i i end up having a conversation with a lot of those people just off of you know a a comment reply um i remember earlier this year you know those things where you put those posts up and you say tag a certain account and i'm always looking for new people to talk to and and seeing what people are, are up to but it was one of these um tag your favorites account that's that's basically that that a smaller account somebody that has a great story but for whatever reason they're not getting the exposure on Instagram that you know maybe somebody else is. Yeah. And, but what was really fascinating to me is that you had a lot of people that were just saying, me, 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 you know, follow me. And I thought that was very telling because of the people I know that are growing their accounts, they don't even if they're sharing their life, they're not so like they're trying to put stuff out that other people are going to find helpful. It's not just you know, being completely self-absorbed. And I just thought it was interesting because there were quite a few that were just like, me, 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 follow me. I'm like, oh, well, that might be why you are where you are as far as a, as far as a following. But, you know, and then you'll see people like that where, you know, you'll see a post, there'll be a couple comments and that's all it is, is a couple comments and they never really reply. And it's like, oh, that's, that's kind of the whole thing. If somebody leaves a comment, have a conversation with them or at least thank them. So, Yeah, I just sort of think it's like those people that go, oh, I got so many messages and I just haven't had a chance. I'm like, I will get to them eventually. I just haven't had a chance. And I'm like, oh, you know what you could be doing instead of sending a, a like story saying I got so many messages. You probably <laughs> could have answered four of those messages in the time that it's taken you to do these stories, to being pretentious and telling us all that you got so many messages. Just answer them. You I, know, um, somebody is Britney Spears and they're getting a million messages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's sort of a, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's, it's just, you know, my, my, my favorite thing that has driven me crazy with Instagram in the last week has been that accounts of the year thing. You know, my top five favorite accounts to follow. Or, you know, and I'm just thinking, you know, and there was one lady who got really defensive about it um, because somebody had had a go at her about who she'd sort of put on a list and basically said, you know, I, I think you're somebody that argues inclusion and by doing a list like this you're not exactly including inclusion she's like and in her story she was saying oh but you know some of my closest friends didn't go on that list of the best accounts to follow and I'm thinking yeah because they don't have 30,000 followers like 
you know, and and to, and and it's like I said to you that there are accounts out there that I, you know, I follow Jennifer Garner. I don't expect her to follow back and interact with me, right? I mean, I think she right. should. I feel like we could be best friends, <laughs> but, but I don't expect it. But when you know, with smaller accounts, I I do, and I maybe maybe it's. Maybe it's that I'm ignorant because there's all these people that mention like these big names in fitness, and I have no idea who any of them are. There was one girl on my feed who would talk about Ashley Bynes all the time. I didn't know who she was. I was like, she keeps talking about Ashley Bynes, like I'm supposed to know who she is. Wait a minute what's what's the what's the person's name? Ashley A S H Y, and then the surname is Bynes B I N E S. Okay. Apparently, she's some sort of fitness personality in Australia. Well, what's funny? I, I didn't know who she is. I mean, she must. She's got that that blue check mark next to her. Yeah, she's um, verified, right? Ooh, fancy. Right. Yeah, and, I mean, so they were going on about her, and they're going on about some other girl called Simone Anderson. I, I don't know. To yeah. me, I don't follow Jennifer Garner for interaction. I don't follow Jennifer Garner to shout out to how incredible Jennifer Garner is because I'm barely certain that she's got people in her life that do that. I follow her because her cooking videos are hilarious, yeah. right? And because yeah. I think we could be best friends. Um, and I think that it's really awkward in that day when I finally meet her and she decides that I am her best friend. If I don't follow her on Instagram, that's just yeah. No, you're, you're just, <laughs> just going to look at her and you'll be like, I'm glad you finally realized this. Exactly. <laughs> but, but um yeah, I just I I just sort of I guess I guess it takes a lot to earn my respect. Yeah. And I'm not gonna hero worship somebody because they're a size eight and they look like they've got it all together. I I it takes more than that. And that's not to take anything away from the content that people are getting something from. You know, it just, it comes back to that whole, so many people look to others to inspire them. Yeah. Just inspire yourself. Yeah. And it's, it's surround yourself with people that are going to, you know, inspire, inspire you, but hold you to the standard of, look, you need to be doing this for yourself. Exactly. And these people that you see online, I mean, it's, it, it, it is, I, I'm, it, it's kind of funny what people gravitate towards, what they gravitate towards on here on Instagram, because uh, the, the fitness community in general, it's just, it's so, there's, there's so many people that um, are following certain accounts and certain people. And then when you look at the, the way that these people with huge followings actually are doing their day-to-day life I'm like you're the one of the worst people that could actually be you know inspiring or influencing others because your relationship with food and yourself and exercise and all of this you've basically taken one extreme approach to life and replaced it with another if somebody tries to mimic what you do which is what a lot of people do like they're going to end up miserable. And, you know, one thing I say a lot and it's, it's a, it's, you gotta be, I mean, I've, and I've taken some heat for this is I'll say, yeah, I mean, you can look and see what everybody's posting around weight loss. Doesn't mean that they're correct. I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar industry that people are 
pumping money into constantly, just about everybody's going to get it wrong. And, oh, yes. Yeah. You know, I just, it, it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it's something where people, I, I just, I wish people instead of, of looking to others would look to themselves. Mm. And I think, you know, one thing you said early on today, and we've talked about this before, you've seen both sides of it. I mean, you know, you were, you were a size eight, you were a size 38 and you figured out that, you know, the size has nothing to do with happiness. Mm -mm. And that's really the message that we need to get out there. So it doesn't matter if you've lost however much weight or put on however much muscle it's on what's going on between your ears. And that's absolutely, that's what people need to, to really realize. And the whole thing, you know, favorite accounts of the year, that's, it's just another popularity contest. And whenever somebody, I mean, cause I've, I've gotten mentions on stuff like, like that is like a favorite fitness account. And when you see that, I mean, that's like, that's really, really nice. Like that's when, when you're putting stuff out and you're like, I don't know if people are really getting this, but when somebody, you know, posts that, or they say, you know, I, I look at everything that, that this person puts out and you're like, Oh really? That's, that's pretty awesome. But yeah. like, yeah, the whole thing of these are five accounts you should follow. Well, you know, what about, you know, what about the person that's doing the same exact thing as that person that is verified and has half a million followers, but, you know, they have 242 followers and are following 500 accounts, you know, give them, yeah. you know, they, they deserve just as much, if not more credit than the other person, because the person that has the large following, part of the reason they're doing Instagram is out of obligation. I mean, you know, so somebody. Do you know what? That is so true. And yeah. and it, look, I don't have a large following, but there were times when I did things on Instagram out of obligation because yeah. if I didn't do it, people would call me out on it. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I think that it's just I don't know. I and and I feel like um, I feel like in, Instagram can be kind of toxic in the way. Uh, that if somebody is enabling bad behavior, you know, like um, we call we call people haters for for trying to help us with with negative behavior. I got called a hater once, uh, so I I don't know if it's a standard for every person that has weight loss surgery. What I will tell you is that with my surgeon, he told me don't have any alcohol within six months of having the surgery. Yeah, just don't do it. Right. And I don't know whether it's for the healing process or whether it's because, you know, digestive process or whether it's just because it's empty calories. Yeah. It really is empty calories. And I followed that. I followed that. No alcohol for six months, not a problem. I can do that. And I, and I did it. And, and I've seen it a lot, particularly with like big catch-ups where people are like three or four weeks out and they're getting trashed. At events, and I'm thinking, are their surgeons not telling them? Which is something that I find really hard to believe, because I it, it's pretty stock standard. Don't drink. It, it's usually three months. I think my my surgeon's just very conservative. Um, but who are the people that are around these people that aren't saying to them, "What are you doing?" Because they're going to events. Like these people know that these people are a month out. At what point do you not say? Do you really think you should have a drink or are you okay to have a drink? Did your doctor say it was okay for you to drink? Or even if you do it the way I did it, which is when I got called a hater, which was um, 
are you okay to drink two months out? Because my doctor told me six months. So just just be careful. Maybe give them a call before you go out on a big bender. Um, and you were called a hater for that? Oh, I was called a hater. <laughs> um, and, and do you know what? I'd rather be the freaking hater for that. I'd rather be the hater for it. Because for starters, you had a weight problem to the point where you had to get 85% of an organ cut out. At what point do you go, maybe this isn't a good idea. Now, I am by no means a perfect weight loss surgery patient. But I did exercise common sense, particularly when my body was still healing from my surgery. And I just think, you know, there are a lot of people at the moment in the weight loss surgery community that are talking about regained. I've regained and I don't get it. I'm exercising and I'm eating well and I'm thinking, and you're posting photos every weekend saying that you've partied, you partied, you partied, you partied, you partied. Now, it doesn't matter how many marathons you're running if... If you're drinking 2,000 calories in cocktails in a night, like it's it's just basic science that is, you know, energy well, and, out, energy in. And I think that, um, first off, I, I guess for 2018, probably one of the biggest learning points for me is I started talking to more people that had had weight loss surgery. And mm. um, I know, I mean, I asked you specifically, you know, what was your experience with your doctor? And I, I feel like, and we've talked about this, but you have yeah. your, your surgeon and just the comfort level of, look, I'm not just going to do the surgery because wanting to make sure that, that, you know, it was the right thing for you and that you did understand and, and really, yeah. really explain some things. I find there's a lot of people that have had surgery where I wonder what the physician is telling them. And I mean, obviously, and always telling anybody on any weight loss, especially weight loss, or including weight loss surgery, follow your doctor's orders with anything that you get uh, that they're telling mm. you to do. But I'm, I'm just, it's interesting because I've thought the same thing. Whereas you've had this surgery, you, they've had to have given you some kind of guidelines and you're just basically eating and drinking like an asshole. And, and, you know, mm. it, it just, yeah, I, the, but yeah, that's when the regain happens and yeah. the surgery doesn't, again, doesn't fix what's going on between your ears. And that's, that's it really where the stuff really goes. It doesn't. And look, I mean, I got, I got lucky over Christmas. I've lost weight over Christmas. And, and, um, and part of that was because I gave myself permission to eat whatever I wanted to. Yeah. But uh, the other part of that was that I actually got a stomach bug and I couldn't eat very well for like cr- Christmas day, Christmas Eve the day before that, I don't know whether it was a stomach bug or whether I was just stressed about my mom and I just wasn't eating properly, but I, I had a very, very strong resistance to food. My, my stomach just didn't want food. I didn't, I didn't have a drink. I haven't had the last time I had an alcoholic drink was my Christmas party on the 30th of November. And even then I only had one. So I, look, I haven't regained over Christmas, but if I had, I would have owned the behavior that led to it too, you know? And when I have a friend that, that sent me a message saying, I've gained weight, da, 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 And I responded with, okay, is there a reason? And she's responded with, well, yeah, cause I'm eating like an asshole. 
Like, okay, for some reason, you know, if there's regain and we don't have a reason for it, that's when we go, okay, let's look at everything, you know. Um, um, But it's just ownership. One of my my good friends is somebody who quite openly calls herself a really bad weight loss surgery patient. Right. Um, And she owns it. She she owns that, though. And I had somebody say to me once, oh, isn't she just so frustrating to be around? I'm like, well, not. Yes and no. Yes, because you know she's 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 basically relying on the tool to do everything for her. Yeah. But no, because at least she's being honest about it. So one thing I want to, and this is exactly what she's doing. I want to mm. clarify because you'll hear that a lot: eating like an asshole, eating like an asshole. You're not doing that unless you're eating that way and then complaining that you're gaining weight. Yeah. Her crime. Yeah. Like I anybody would, I would that's agree. like anybody that's like, hey, so this this friend of mine that owns yeah. it, I would never ever say that she's eating like an asshole. Well, and that's she what she owns it. But yeah. see, that's the thing you'll see a lot of people talk about is, oh, I've I've eaten like an asshole and blah 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 blah, and and then they'll start com- crying and complaining that they're gaining weight. Well, yes, you in fact are eating like an asshole. Somebody else that's eating that way, that is not complaining about it, and is just you know kind of doing it and shrugging it off they're not Mm. has nothing to do with the foods you're choosing it's it's kind of your attitude around everything i think that determines yeah i i um i actually have realized in the last couple of days too that i have a problem with grazing and i never i never thought that i had it i never realized that i had it and it's because i work in an office environment yeah and and it's made me very aware of it because i i thought i i find i'm really enjoying so the last few days, I really enjoyed like my lunch and I really enjoyed my dinner. And I'm thinking, no, I, like I'm actually really enjoying food. And it's because I'm not eating all day because just because I only have. So when they did my surgery, they could only take 70% of the organ. Now they can take up to 90%. So just because they took 70% of my stomach away. Yeah. It, that stops my ability to be able to eat in a large portion, but it doesn't stop my ability to be able to graze. Uh, for some people, they're limited with liquids. Uh, with me, I'm not, I'm limited in anything that's milky. Coffee takes me forever. Um, I'm still drinking the same cup of coffee that I was drinking when we started. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But water, I can't drink it fast, so I can't gulp it, but I can drink two, three liters of water a day and it's not a big deal for me. Whereas there are other people that are really impacted by that and can't do it. Um, but I found out what was the cause behind my indigestion problem too. So remember I told you the other week I was having, having a lot of issues with indigestion. I couldn't work it out. My doctor said, let's do some blood tests, but I'm sure that there's probably a reason. Let's just think about it. I, um, I had been drinking a lot of diet soft drink. Okay. Um, it's, it's a holiday season. I've been going to a lot of things. Diet Coke, Diet Coke, Diet Coke. And not thinking anything of it because, okay, it's one calorie and it's, you know, whatever, it's cold. And and I had a day or two there where my stomach was upset and I couldn't handle the bubble feeling in my stomach. And I didn't drink it. And I didn't have indigestion. And then the next day I had some and I got indigestion. And I went, okay, my body can't tolerate that anymore. And 
and and that's what it's about. It's about working out what's good for your body and what isn't. And when I say what's good for your body, I'm, I mean the things that are like, I mean, that was physically causing me pain. Yeah. And now it's not going to because it's done. And do you know what? It may be one of the factors. Maybe I cut that out and in three days I get it from something else. But it's a process of elimination and, and for now it's something I can live without. So why not try and live without it? I just, I think that, I think that there's this concept that there's a beginning and an end um, to weight loss and to health. And even if you get to goal weight, there is no end, particularly not for somebody who had morbid obesity to the level that I had, morbid obesity at all. There's no end because the minute that you stop, well, there you are. It's not about... It's not a race. It's a lifestyle. I I don't ever want to be the girl that can go back to eating normally, even though it would be really nice on Christmas Day. Um, because I physically remember what it was like to be that girl. And she was physically tired. And she was heavy. And lethargic. And... I, I don't want to be that person. And that is motivation. It doesn't have anything to do with the fact of, you know, wow, I'm a size 10 and I can wear a bikini because, well, screw you all. I'm a size 20 and I wore one the other day and I rocked it. <laughs> it's, it's about making your body feel like its best self. And for some people, you know, for some people that is – at a different size or a different eating plan or a, you know what I mean? Um, I had a friend say to me, oh, I can't handle my alcohol since my surgery. You know, it, it, I, you know, I had New Year's and I'm just so hung over and I only had three drinks. And I'm like, it's been 40 degrees for the last four days. How have you been doing with your water? And she went, oh, yeah. Like it's just basic Listen to your body because your body will tell you what it needs. We've well, just got to tune into it. And that gets back to you did something that is better than all of the reading all the articles and joining all the Facebook groups. You drank some diet soda, gave you indigestion, didn't drink diet soda, didn't give you indigestion, drank soda again, gave you indigestion. Stop drinking drinking diet soda. So yeah. you did the little mini experiment. Yeah. And it doesn't mean, you know, is this in a controlled lab or a controlled setting? No. But it's enough information for you to say, you know what? I'm not going to drink that. So what you do is you take those little things and you start kind of running those little tests in your day-to-day life. And you see what works and what doesn't. And... You know, so that's a huge thing. I think anybody that's trying to figure this stuff out, you need to be doing more of that and less of looking to somebody else for inspiration. Really dig into your own process. And I think the other thing, I mean, this is this has started to turn into something that has really been kind of a message I'm going to drive home to people is just be happy at the size you are right now. Oh my Do gosh. the stuff that you want to do. 
and the weight takes care of itself. And if people can do those two things, run experiments on themselves instead of just like looking and researching stuff uh, and figuring out how to be happy where they are right now, those are the two biggest, those are the two biggest pieces to not only losing weight, but being happy with the entire process, which going back to what we were talking about earlier, I mean, happiness is you, you got to find your balance and you got to find your happiness and, but you have to do the work to do that. And you really have to dig in much like your list of things that you're working on around the house. It's not just a cookie cutter, you know, five things every house should probably do to stay organized. Yeah. You did the work and it's got to be you specific. It does. It does. And no, I I think that's, and that's why when I see resolution, because you see the resolution posts that people put out, they're all the same. I mean, and people lose weight, get fitter. Yeah. Well, no, they're very specific on the things that they can't control. Like I want to lose 50 pounds and then you'll see the goals <laughs> underneath that. I want to drink more water. How much water? I want to work out. How many workouts are you going to do a week? I want sleep. How much sleep are you going to try to get each night? Um, mm. you know, which is a really fun topic for you and I to talk about cause we don't sleep, but, <laughs> but that's, I need uh, to prioritize sleep at some point, but yeah, I'll get that. I, I think, Here's the thing, you like it comes down to to getting to know you and getting to know what works for you. Mm-hmm. Now, I have friends that are all or nothing and that have had weight loss surgery and have thrown everything into it and have had amazing results and that works for them. But I'm not somebody that that can do that. If you tell me that I can't eat anything that isn't on my list, the first thing I'm going to want to do is eat something that's not on my list. And and so, but I, what I am good at is recognizing when I'm going past a point that I'm comfortable with. And so I did that with my sausage roll ban where I went, okay, I'm okay with having one sausage roll a month. Oh, hang on. Now I'm having one a week. Oh, well, that's still okay. That's not too bad. One a week's all right. Two a week. Oh, look, I'm not particularly comfortable with having two a week, but it's all right. I'll cut it back to one a week. And then I went two weeks in a row where I had three in a week. And that, that's when I went, enough. Enough. I obviously cannot control this. I'm not somebody who can have a little bit of a sausage roll. I have to go cold turkey on this. Um, but instead of saying, I'm never, ever going to have another sausage roll ever again, I went, all right, I'm not going to have another sausage roll until New Year's Day, which was 100 days from when I started it. Yeah, I remember that. And I, I don't know whether you saw my story yesterday. I did a video to James Blunt's Goodbye, My Lover, um, because I had reached my 100 days of no sausage rolls. And I realized that I still wanted one too much to be able to let myself have them. So I'm not going to have sausage rolls for a while. Well, I've not seen the story, but I need to. I need to check this out. So I think it's. I think it's gone now, but I think I saved it. So if I've saved it, I'll send it to you. Please do. Um, <laughs> but I just realized, yeah, I. I just can't. I can't do them. They're not good for me. For starters, they have no nutritional value. And yeah, they're delicious. But I can have other things that are delicious that are actually going to help me. And. There's nothing that having that sausage roll is going to give me that the satisfaction of knowing I made a smarter choice or I've recognized 
that that was a problem for me. Like that, that feeling of going, you know what? I may not have all my shit together, but I don't eat sausage rolls anymore. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, and it's, it's that whole thing of being able to step back and say, is this good for me or not? And get past that whole initial, I'm going to eat the sausage roll. I'm going to really, really enjoy it for the next 10 minutes. But 20 minutes after that, I'm going to start feeling, you know, like I probably didn't need this. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, I, I think that's, I think that's the, that's the whole thing is, is just really kind of owning your choices. And, and, and when you start doing it this way, um, weight loss are really, and, and my big thing around weight loss is I, I like it because a lot of people look at this and say, okay, you know, it's one area in life where they don't have control of things, but once they start taking control, they didn't see that there's other things that they can do in many other areas of life where they can apply those, those skills and, and habits that they've developed. So I think that's, that's kind of the big thing. Cause I know we always have things that we ask people to, to let us know. And I think instead of resolutions, I want to know what people are going to take ownership of and how they're going to really step back and assess what they need to do. Because everything we've talked about with goals that, that we have or things that we want to accomplish it's very, here's the goal. And then here's some systematic things that we can do to achieve it. And that's what I want to hear from people because resolutions, I, I just, I roll my eyes at, but if somebody's owning their process, that's great. And I would want to hear about that all day long. I'm good with that. Yes. So that's what we'll do. (laughs) That's what we'll do. So now are you, do you have to go to work tomorrow or are you off for a few days? I am off until next Monday. Oh my gosh. That is crazy. Don't uh, don't eat a bunch of cheese and don't forget what day it is. Don't <laughs> that whole like... Oh, I have a pug puppy here. Um, I I feel misled in the message asking to mind. They said fourteen month old, but he's actually only four months old, and all he wants to do is eat everything and bark all day long. <laughs> and um, I I did reach my point yesterday morning at five thirty in the morning where I thought I'm supposed to be on holidays. I've worked hard all year, and this is my leave. Waking up at up to a barking puppy at five thirty in the morning. This is just not fair. Um, so yeah, so we shall see. <laughs> he goes home on Saturday, so at least I'll get Sunday morning to sleep in. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you actually take the time to sleep. I don't know but, what you're talking about, Darren. Yeah, I'm I very never. good at sleeping. Do you know yeah. I've never been a good sleeper? I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I was I was seven years old and the thing that I asked well, technically I was turning seven. The thing I asked for for my seventh birthday was a bedside lamp so that I could read at night when I was laying in bed not being able to sleep. Yeah. And um and one of my mum's friends sort of said to her, Oh, you know. Rachel doesn't get enough sleep. And, and my mom's like, well, the choices are she has a bedside lamp and she can lay in bed and read. Or she has no bedside lamp, in which case she lays in bed and stares at the ceiling. I'd much rather her brain at least get some form of satisfaction. <laughs> is that is that what it is? You just lay there and your brain is just going? Yeah, I'm I'm a perpetual overthinker. Um, and and um, by overthinker, 
I I can be thinking four things at any one time, really. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's I don't know whether you've ever watched Gilmore Girls. Most straight men would say no to that. Nope, I have not. Um, right. So there's a scene where she's explaining what's going on in her head because the lead character is also a caffeine addict who uh, thinks too much. And and she talks about how she's like, I'm wearing a blue dress. I want to wear my gray dress. The the Germans wore gray, you wore blue. Casablanca, I love Casablanca. That's a really good movie. Oh, Casablanca <laughs> lilies. Casablanca lilies are beautiful. Da-da-da-da, monkey, monkey underpants. And it's basically just this full circle. And it's... It was a thing when I first started dating Chris because he is a very quiet human being. I was like, what are you thinking? He's like, nothing. Okay. The next week, what are you thinking? Nothing. Until one day he turned around and went, look, babe, I'm not lying. I'm really not thinking anything. When you say to me, what are you thinking? I I say nothing because I'm not thinking anything at that time. And I'm like, ah, oh. and he goes, what are you thinking? And I'm like, ah, oh, see, this is where we're different. Yes. And he's like, so what are you thinking? And I've gone, at the moment, I'm thinking da da So the other day, I was having a moment <laughs> where I was just really frustrated with the dog. I was trying to get ready to go out. And he looked at me and he went, what are you thinking? And I went, honestly, I'm thinking I probably should drink water, but all I really want to drink is coffee. I wish this dog would stop barking and stop eating everything that's around, including the table leg, because I really like our coffee table and I don't want to have to replace it. I'm also thinking, crap, I haven't sent that person's birthday card yet and I really need to get a sympathy card for that other person. And And he just looked at me and went, how does your head not explode? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. No, it, it's that's funny. I'm sure he's just looking at you and he's like, I, I can't even comprehend it. What do you but, think? Uh, I want to save my game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The game is saved. What are you thinking? I'm not thinking anything anymore. I had my thought, took care of it, moving on. That's funny. Yeah. So, well, I think with that, we will go ahead and wrap this up. And But really, guys, what we want to hear from you is what are you going to take ownership of this year? What was And be specific. Be super specific. And tell us how you're going to get there. Uh, and again, if you want to tag us in on a group chat, you absolutely can. If you want to message us individually, you absolutely can. Um, you are following us on Instagram by now if you're still listening to this because this is, again, two hours into our conversation. Mm-hmm. Although I had three people the other week send me a message to tell me that they had listened to all three hours of our conversation. That's fantastic. I know. Even I didn't do it in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I and I've noticed that. You go back. I don't listen to a lot of the podcast after I do them. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, you go back and listen to them. With ours, I do. With our conversations, I do. Because, like, with anything else, so with your other podcasts, I'll listen to them once and I'm good. Yeah. But, but with ours, I'll always go back and listen to it because we talk for so long and we talk about so many things. And I'm somebody, I, do, I don't want to repeat myself. So so part of it is educational. <laughs> but the other part of it is because I've been in the conversation and then the second time when I'm listening to it, I get to enjoy the conversation in a different way. It's like I can be an outsider on it. Plus, I got I I got a uh, I got a Google Home device thing for Christmas. Yeah. So now I can say, "Okay, Google." 
play through Spotify, the Daryl Perry podcast. <laughs> and it will literally play around my house while I'm doing the things on my it list of does. things I want to do. I, <laughs> that, I knew it was on there and I knew that it could be uh it could be set up to where you can listen to it that's hilarious um yeah so i, I did say, I, I did say that this week i'm like i'm so excited because we've got it set up now and i'm like i'm gonna be like <laughs> okay google <laughs> so that's the other thing we want actually um share on instagram and tag us if you're listening to this on your on your google home device just tag us with you listening to it uh, and surround sound in your entire house. That would be fantastic. Um, I, the reason it's funny because the reason, part of the reason I don't listen to these podcasts is I figure, cause we hit on similar topics, repeat topics, you know, sometimes probably every week. And, but I think if we're talking about it this week, it's going to be from a different angle than what we talked about yeah. you know, last time around. I and think I'm I just so cautious because I do a lot of goal setting with my clients at yeah. work that I just want to make sure it's a conversation we've had yes. or it's convers- or, or that I'm, yeah. Yeah, it's just a way of being cautious, I guess. Well, I will tell you, you can repeat yourself however many times you want to me. I I will never get offended. I'm sure I repeat myself to you all the time. And you keep having these calls with me, so I think we're I think we're good. So that's that's exciting. But yes. So we will go ahead and wrap things up there. Again, let us know what you're working on this year. Uh, be super specific. And yeah, if you're listening to this at home on your on your uh, Google Home device playing it on Spotify, uh, send us a video of that. And the shout outs that you guys give us as far as like when you're listening anywhere, that is, that is fantastic as well. So we'll go yeah, ahead and head I off. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. Cause you think about people actually are listening to this. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's really nice. So, but, um, you should try to get some sleep. I'm going to start my day and, uh, we'll see what happens. So I will talk to you again next week and maybe even sooner than that. Who knows? Take care, my friend. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye.